Welcome to another episode of the Girl About the Globe podcast. In this episode, I'm going to transport you to the European country of Norway. If you've ever wondered what it's like traveling to Norway solo, this episode is for you. Stay tuned. Welcome to Girl About the Globe, a podcast for you as a solo female traveler, empowering women to travel solo with maximum adventure, minimum impact. So for this podcast episode, I'm going to be talking about Norway. This European country is so safe for solo female travellers. It's absolutely beautiful. If you're an active solo, a historical solo, because it has Viking history, or definitely a nature solo, then Norway is a great destination to travel to. I've spent six weeks in this country and I've been to three different areas, so I'm just going to be sharing a bit more about the country and what to expect as a woman travelling alone. Norway isn't really everybody's first choice for solo travel and it's not because it's not safe, it's because some of the destinations are quite remote. But in the cities you can meet plenty of people. If you do really want some solitude then there are the rural areas that you can venture into to really enjoy the nature. That's not to say that you might not be pitching your tent next to another woman travelling alone but that Norway does give you as much solitude as you need. There are groups to join if you're interested in doing outdoor activities, such as hiking or kayaking, if you do want to have company for your trip. And you don't have to feel awkward dining here as well, because you'll often find people eating in restaurants solo. There's a very low crime rate. You can even hitchhike here, although I always suggest using your instinct if that is what you're going to do. If you're wondering, is Norway safe to travel alone? definitely. It's a safe, beautiful country to travel to. It's so picturesque. It has some of the most stunning fjords. Norwegians are very helpful and polite and they will openly speak to you and help you if you get lost. It's also been listed as one of the top places for the equal treatment of women in Europe, making it a refreshing country to travel to. It's a wonderful country to explore independently, so whether you're doing it by yourself or you're joining a group, it's a fantastic country to visit. It's situated in Scandinavia, it's at the northern point of Europe, tucked away at the very top, and it's known for its landscape. It's a country that promises UNESCO status fjords, tranquil national parks, and plenty of Viking history to get your teeth stuck into, including the timber structure of the Stave Church, of which there are 28 preserved in the country. If you've ever wanted to see the Northern Lights and glaciers, Norway is the destination to go to. But as well as the beautiful terrain, there are opportunities to see whales, reindeer, and even polar bears. Of course, you can also find people as well as wildlife, and the Sami tribe are the indigenous tribe of Norway, and the reindeer herders. You can visit the tribe and learn more about their culture. Another of Norway's attractions is its seasons. So in the winter, you may experience hours of darkness, but it does provide perfect viewing for the northern lights. You could try your hand at husky sledging or take a fjord Norway cruise to explore the West Coast Island and wild coastline. And then in the summer, Norway gives you the opportunity to experience the midnight sun. Just don't forget to take your eye mask. Oslo is the capital. It's one of the most popular cities and it's bursting with plenty of free things to do because you may associate Norway with being expensive, but you can do it on a budget. 
There are many museums that you can see, including the Vigilance Sculpture Park, which I definitely recommend. Things to do in Oslo include taking a walk through Frogner, which is the poshest district, or you can just do as the locals do and wander around this green city, just admiring the fountains and the artwork and the statues. You can't miss the Oslo Opera House with its sloping roof. It's one of the top tourist attractions in Oslo. You can walk along the roof too. The Viking Ships Museum and Historical Museum are two of the best museums here and you can also gain access to both for a combined entry ticket. You can do a tour of the fjords from Oslo, you don't have to wait until you go to a different area. And as well as exploring Oslo from the sea, you can also discover the dramatic landscapes of the fjords on a two hour tour. You need at least two to three nights in Oslo. Oslo has more than 30 museums and attractions, it's very surprising and it's a great way to start a Norway trip. You can buy an Oslo pass, which gives you free public transport and also access to museums and attractions. Depending on how long you're gonna be there, you can get a pass from 24 hours to 72 hours. What I love about Oslo is that it's a very walkable city. I've spent four weeks in the city in different times during the summer and also the winter. It's very safe, transport is fantastic, the train system is really good. There are a different choice of restaurants you can go to. Obviously, the alcohol is quite expensive, so you may want to be quite selective with drinking in the country. Aside to Oslo, there's also Bergen. Bergen is the country's second largest city and one of the country's most beautiful destinations. It's home to one of Europe's prettiest waterfronts, and it's called Bergen, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's a handsetic wharf, which is a colourful reminder of its past. I've spent a week in Bergen and again, it's very easy to walk around and it's a really lovely picturesque little city, very easy to cafe hop as well. So nowadays you can explore this world heritage city. It's being transformed into art galleries, museums, and you can learn more about the city's best secrets by taking a private tour. Things to do in Bergen are walk to the top of Mount Floyen to enjoy the view try the waffles too apparently I didn't do that when I was there but that's been recommended and then you can take the cable car back down. The main reasons to visit is to explore some of Norway's wildest and most picturesque fjords which are the main tourist attractions in Norway. If you're very lucky here you may even spot the northern lights if you visit at the right time of the year but it's not usually a destination that you would head to for the northern lights. A destination that you would head to to see them is Tromso. Tromso is one of the best places to visit in Norway in the winter. It's like a magical wonderland. I went there for my birthday a couple of years ago and I was just blown away by the place. It's just so beautiful. It's situated in the north and if you are planning to be there in the winter this should be the beginning of your Nordic adventures. It's known as the gateway to the Arctic one of the best places in the world to see the Northern Lights due to its winter darkness. And you can also experience Norwegian culture here. It's also a good place to bait yourself and take advantage of the famous fjords that border the Norwegian Sea. You can even do a cruise and see the Northern Lights from a cruise from here. This area of the Arctic Sea is abundant with sea eagles, seals and puffins. So make sure that you keep your eyes peeled if you do take a cruise. It's also the place to do a husky sledge. It's one of the fun things to do in Norway and you can learn how to mush in the Arctic Circle, which I think means left, as the huskies pull you along in the snow. 
just make sure that you wrap up before you go because Norway does get very cold. The coldest it was when I was there was minus 10 and I'd never experienced those temperatures before. So make sure you have some thermals, a really good insulated coat, really good insulated gloves and a hat. One of the things to do in Norway, especially if you visit during the month of February, is see the whales. Tromso is a known spot for whale watching with humpback whales and killer whales within its waters. You can actually see them from October to mid-February. And then also, if you do come at the right time of the year, you might be able to see the whales and the northern lights in one visit. I can guarantee you that there are so many beautiful attractions there that you just won't want to leave or you will want to come back and experience it in a different season. Another area to visit is Trondheim. I haven't actually visited here myself, but apparently it is a great place to learn for Viking history. It's situated in the historic centre of Norway in a destination called Trondelag. And the area is deeply rooted in the country's traditions. It's a perfect base for exploring nature reserves and it has a wild coastline. It might be a bit off the beaten track and it's kind of colourful and laid back apparently, but it is worth going to, especially if you have longer to visit in Norway or you're coming back on a second or third trip, even if you're just going to Trondheim just to see the Nidoros Cathedral. Norway, as I said, does have a very good train system. And if you do decide to travel around the country by train, the Flam Railway is one of the prettiest train rides you will ever take. It's also Europe's steepest, but it passes by waterfalls, mountains and little villages on its 20 kilometre ride. And it finishes at Orlandsfjord. You can actually see the UNESCO World Heritage Landscape and the world's narrowest ford as you go past. And incidentally, the world's longest fjord is called Songafjord. The Lofoten Islands are located 50 miles off the mainland and they're above the Arctic Circle. These islands have some of the largest concentration of the white-tailed sea eagle. So if you're a bird lover, Lofoten Islands are definitely a place to go to. And the Lofoten Wall is a must-see. Apparently, it is a spectacular series of dramatic peaks that rise out of the sea. You don't need to spend that much money there either because it's all about the nature and the rugged beauty. Stavanger is a place that I was meant to be going to, but my flight got cancelled, unfortunately. It was during the COVID time. But this region is situated in southwest Norway. It's a beautiful area with deep fjords, mountains and valleys. It's quite popular with tourists and cruise ships, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to go there. And it's an ideal base to explore the Lysfjord Sanders and Pulpit Rock. If you haven't heard of Pulpit Rock, it's one of Norway's best places to visit and a top destination. Apparently, you can hike there at sunset and then you just get the most magnificent view. If you've ever seen a picture of it, it's a picture of this huge rock with this tiny little person standing on top. It's one of the iconic Norwegian photos. But the region also attracts not just those seeking hiking, It attracts those looking for adventure. Surfers come to ride the waves of the beaches. Kayakers come to explore the waters. And if you're an adrenaline junkie, you can paraglide here and see stunning views. So whatever adventure sport you're into, you can find it in the Stavanger region. If you travel to the West Coast, you're going to find some of the most spectacular scenery in the country. But to be honest, everywhere that I've been to in Norway is just spectacular. But this area is called Alesund, and it's the gateway to Girangefjord, which is one of Norway's most beautiful spots. The best way to see the fjords is to hop aboard a boat trip. 
This particular fjord has been listed as a UNESCO World Heritage Site and it's Norway's most dramatic stretch of water. So while you're at Duringer Ford, you could also visit Duringer, which is another gateway to the fjords and apparently a good place to ski. You probably wouldn't do this area on your first time itinerary to Norway, but at the top of the country, close to the Russian border, is a small city called Kirkness. It's north of the Arctic Circle. The little city has things to do in the summer and the winter. And it's also a good spot to hop on a cruise because it's the turning point for the Hertogruten steamer. And to be honest, there are so many places that you want to see in Norway and so many bucket list adventures that you can cross off here. I'm just going to go through my top main must-sees for Norway, in my opinion, and also the opinion of other solo female travellers. So one of the top must-sees is Bryggen in Bergen. Bryggen is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. It's one of Bergen's most popular areas. It was an important part of the Hanseic Leeds trading empire and these brightly painted wooden buildings are reminders of that era from the 14th to the 16th century. Today these colourful picturesque buildings are galleries, shops and cafes and they make up one of the most iconic areas of the city. I visited at Christmas time and I really loved exploring the little alleyways and along the water's edge and it has a great cafe culture too. There's something about Bergen that is just so incredibly cosy, it's such an amazing place to visit during the winter. Number two, make sure that you take a fjord cruise. You can take it from various places in Norway, but Bergen is the perfect place to hop aboard. If you're short on time, you can still do a three-hour cruise to Osterfjord, where you pass green water, steep ravines and the small mountain villages, while getting up close and personal to waterfalls and steep mountains. And as I mentioned before, you can also see the Northern Lights on a cruise. So if you're travelling to Tromso between September and March, which are the best times to see the Northern Lights, you can sit in a jacuzzi on a cruise ship with a glass of bubbles while sailing past stunning scenery, waiting for the Northern Lights to start their spectacular show. The Flam Railway is the third thing to do. It is one of the prettiest train rides you'll ever take. There are 10 stations along the route and the journey just takes one hour. Number four, see the Northern Lights. This light phenomenon known as the Aurora Borealis is stunning. And although the sightings are never guaranteed, September, October and March are some of the best months to visit. I visited in December five nights and I saw them on my last night. It depends on certain weather conditions, whether you can see them or not. You can book a tour when you're in Tromso through the tourist information office, but I recommend pre-booking just in case tours are booked up. And because they're not guaranteed, some companies offer a discounted tour for the following evening or even a free tour if you're unable to see them. I actually stayed at Mellis Home Aurora Observatory and I saw them from there. And you can actually check the sky conditions and the best times to see them through an app called My Aurora Forecast. Fifth thing to do is go whale watching. Tromso is the place to see the humpback, orca and sperm whales between October to mid-February. You can go whale watching on an inflatable boat and you may even spot a white-tailed eagle, which is one of the largest birds in Europe. Number six would be explore the Lofoten Islands, which are the spectacular series of dramatic peaks that rise out of the sea. If you visit in the winter months, you're going to experience permanent darkness here. Svolvea is the capital and it's the main town on the island where you'll find red-painted fishermen huts on stilts colourful fishing boats and a lively market square. You can explore nature reserves, snowy crags and the village of rain for its towering mountain. You can also take a boat tour here to the 
Resfikula Cave to see prehistoric paintings dating back 3,000 years. You can visit the small fishing village of Lautvik, which is an isolated but cosy island where you can stay in a traditional Robu cabin, or the tiny port of Stowe, or Trollfjorden, which is only accessible by sea. The next thing to do would be get cultured in Oslo, which is definitely a place to visit if you like arts and museums. As I mentioned before, the Vigilant Sculpture Park is a fantastic place to visit. It's the world's largest sculpture park made by a single artist. It was completed in 1949 and inside its grounds you'll find over 200 pieces of artwork created by Gustav Vigilant, hence the name of the park. The sculptures are made from wrought iron, bronze and granite and they depict human life from birth to death. You can't miss the fountain of life while you're here as well. The Norwegian National Opera and Ballet with its sloping roof is a sight for sore eyes and even if you don't go to watch the opera, it's worth it just for the architecture. When you take a peek inside the lobby, which is free to visit, you can see the Italian marble and the white granite. And the seats also have their own personal screens too. And the final must-see, in my opinion, and from the opinion of other style of female travellers, is get the most amazing view from Pulpit Rock. This is the one that's situated in southwest Norway in the Stavanger region. Pulpit Rock is also called Preak Stolen and it's one of the most beautiful lookouts in the world with sheer drops and dramatic views. If you don't have a car, you can catch a ferry and then hike the two hours to the clifftop for a picture perfect view of Lysforgen. So there's so much to do whether you want to go husky sledging, learn about the indigenous Sami tribe and skiing. Just make sure that you take your credit card because you don't want to miss out on any of these incredible experiences. In Tromso, I also did reindeer feeding. It was meant to be reindeer sledging, but I visited in December and there wasn't enough snow during the time. So they did say that January, February is a better time to actually do the reindeer sledging. So instead, I got a chance to do reindeer feeding, which was such a humbling experience. And also with the colours in the background, with that kind of a pink sky because it was the winter sun. And you also get to meet the Sami tribe and learn more about reindeer herding and more about their culture, which is just absolutely fascinating. There are many different tour companies in Norway. You don't need to go on a tour here because it's so incredibly safe and very easy to get around. But if you do want some company and you do want it to be made easier for you, then these are the tour companies that I recommend. There is G Adventures Norway, so you can immerse yourself in the culture, while benefiting from the perks of a small group tour. The average size is about 12 people per group and the experiences vary from a seven-day adventure, seeing the Northern Lights and exploring the Arctic Circle. You can even start your trip from Edinburgh and travel on the G Expedition ship all the way to Tromso on a two-week tour. There's a free tour Oslo. Free tours are always really good value, so a local tour guide normally leads free walking tours around cities offering entertaining facts and history about the city. It is free, which means that you need to make a donation at the end, depending on how much you enjoyed the tour. Norway in a nutshell is another company and it offers exactly what it says. So if you're short on time and you're unsure where to go in Norway, you can experience fjord tours, the Flam Railway and the best of the country scenery. These tours are actually independent rather than guided and they last from one to three days. They also offer Northern Light Tours and Norway Tours from Oslo. Viking Biking on an Oslo City Tour is one of the ways to see the capital 
and it's a unique way to do a tour. Greenlander are a local tour company who offer small and eco-friendly trips. You can see the Northern Lights are going on a winter kayaking trip. And Arctic Adventure Tours offer overnight husky sleds and a stay in a semi-tent. Or you can experience a whale safari and the company has recommended Norway tour packages. A platform that I did use when I was there is Get Your Guide. It helps you find top rated activities. And full day tours, you can do a two hour Oslo Fjord cruise. Norway Lights Tour or a Whale Safari in Tromso. I actually booked Get Your Guide for the reindeer feeding. Accommodation, there are so many different types of accommodation. Although the country is known for being quite expensive, you can stay cheaply if you bring a tent with you. They do have wild camping, which means that you can camp anywhere for free as long as you get the property owner's permission or you can camp at least 150 metres away from the nearest building. So that does include camping around Pulpit Rock, which is a dramatic ledge with views over Lindsfjord. If you don't have a tent or you don't want to take a tent, you can find cabins there, although they obviously cost more. If you're looking at venturing into the rural part of Norway, you can look into the Norwegian Trekking Association, who offer cabins along the way. There's also Airbnb, where you get the chance to stay in an apartment with a local And as well as international chain hotels, you'll find resorts, lodges and boutique hotels. And if you're backpacking alone, then hostels in Norway are a good way to meet other travellers. Getting around Norway. If you want to be independent, then the best way to travel Norway is with your own car. Driving in Norway allows you total control over your time and you can see everything that you want to see in one day or more. It can be easier with a car, but it is an expensive option if you decide to tour Norway alone. But the infrastructure in Norway is well designed with good roads and routes. You can explore one of the national tourist routes and self-drive yourself through wild scenery in Norway's fjords. The national tourist routes, there are 18 routes, including the Atlantic Road. There are so many different options that you can take, but just be careful if you are driving on mountain roads. For car rental, you do need to be at least 21 years old and have a credit card. In my personal opinion, the trains are just really good. And with the country having some of the most beautiful train journeys, it does make sense to just jump aboard one of the NSB trains, some of which are sleeper trains. There's one from Trodden. They're a great way to travel around without a car. And if you can book in advance, do because you can take advantage of discounted mini pre-tickets. You can buy tickets up to 90 days in advance. If you are planning on combining Norway with other countries, then you can get a Eurorail Norway pass with Rail Europe, which offers three to eight days of rail travel within a one-month period. Norway does have good domestic flights as well. I flew with Wizz Airlines from Oslo to Bergen and also Oslo to Tromso. There's always Norwegian Airlines and Scandinavian Airlines. Buses also travel long distances, so you can travel between Bergen and Trondheim, for example. If you're in the cities, they also do have good public transport, such as trains, buses and trams. You could even take a hop-on-hop-off bus in Oslo just to get your bearings to see the main sites. And you can even cycle your way around it. If you are on a budget, one of the best ways to get around Norway is by bus. There's an extensive network of buses which link to the major towns, ferry terminals and rural areas. The national bus system is called Norway Buschuk Press. There's also a Fjord Express. You can take that from Bergen to Trondheim. 
It's the cheapest way to travel within Norway and you just need to pre-book to guarantee your seat online. What's really good about Norway is that local buses also take you to waterfalls. So in the cities you can buy your ticket on board the bus, but if you are planning to stay a while, it may be worth purchasing a weekly travel card. Some of the public transport in Norway also includes ferries, which is great if you're looking to to visit the islands. And if you want to take one of its fjord cruises, Herutogruten is a Norwegian cruise and ferry operator who offer fjord cruises and also ferries from port to port. You may wonder how long you really need, so it really depends. It's quite spread out, but you can see the majority of the country within two weeks. If you are planning to see Norway in a week, you could combine Oslo with Bergen by flying into Oslo and out of Bergen and then taking the train between the two. If you have two weeks, you could travel from the bottom to the top of Norway, beginning in Oslo and ending in Tromsø. Or you may prefer just to visit a specific region such as the south, west or the coast instead. The best time to visit Norway really depends on what you want to get out of your visit and what activities you want to do. Whether you want to hike in the summer months, then you can obviously go during the summer periods, or you may want to do the snow activities in the Norwegian winter. If you do want to be there for the warmer months, Norway doesn't get that warm. I believe it's about 25 degrees maximum, which is still warm, but March to August have the best temperatures. But the high season for tourism is from June to August. So if you want to escape the crowds, not that Norway gets extremely busy anyway, but then you could avoid those months. And if you've never seen Midnight Sun before, then June and July is a great opportunity to experience the nights with daylight. It is so bizarre and it's really strange on your body clock the first time you experience the Midnight Sun. The best opportunities to see Norway Northern Lights are between October and March. Also, if you do visit during the summer, don't be deceived with the warm temperatures during the day because they can still drop at night. So make sure that you take a coat no matter what season you go to. There are a number of international airports in Norway. Oslo is the main international airport. There is also one in Bergen, Stavanger, Tromso and Trondheim. From Oslo, you can take the NSB train or the fly to get train that runs straight from the airport into the city. Ways to be a conscious traveller in Norway. As I said, Norway is known for the Sami tribe, which is an indigenous tribe known for the reindeer herding in the north of the country. Preserving their way of life is an important part of the Norwegian culture. So taking a responsible tour to see the Sami tribe helps promote sustainability. Just make sure you ask before taking any photos. And you can learn more about their culture at Karashok, which is at the Sampi Culture Park. You may also want to visit a fish market and if you do you will find whale meat on the menu. Norway has a long tradition of whaling and although they are only hunting species that have a large population, whaling is still part of their culture so avoid eating whale meat if you can. Whale watching is obviously popular here and the boats are required to stay a certain distance from the whales so choose a local company that contributes to whale conservation and has a marine biologist on board to teach you more. One of the great social impact programmes in the country is a coffee shop called Erlik Kaff, which is in Akasgata, and they offer coffee with a conscience, so they aim to raise awareness of the suffering of homelessness and poverty. For some cultural history, you can visit Sommeroy, which is a small fishing village in the Arctic Circle where the residents depend on herring for their livelihoods. Less than 500 people live in the village that they called Summer Island. 
You can watch a cultural performance of folk dancing, taste freshly baked traditional Norwegian lefsk, and experience daily life in rural Norway in the 1950s at the Norks Folks Museum, which is an interactive museum where you can literally spend hours. Also, if you've never seen glass blowing before, you can visit Steinhoff Kunstglass to watch Steinhoff herself creating a beautiful piece of glassware. And she has exhibitions all over Norway. One of the other traditions to do here is obviously have a sauna. And a unique way to treat yourself is on a spa on a boat. There's one called Volcan where you can enjoy the Zen room and then the sauna or a hot tub in stunning scenery before indulging yourself in a spa treatment in this unique Arctic spa. Quick facts, can you drink the water? Yes, tipping isn't expected, but people do tip 10% if they're happy with the service. Plenty of ATMs, they drive on the right-hand side of the road. It is good for vegetarians, and it does have one of the seven wonders of the world, which is the Northern Lights. People do also speak English there, making it very easy if you get lost or if you need any help. I hope that I've just inspired you to visit Norway. It is an absolutely gorgeous country and I recommend going there. I've been there in the summer and the winter months and it's just so safe and clean and it has so much to offer. And it's definitely one for the nature, wildlife and active girl about the globe. If I've inspired you to travel to Norway, you can find all of this information with useful links on the Solo Travel in Norway guide on the Girl About the Globe website. See you next week. Thanks for listening to our Girl About the Globe podcast, making solo travel easier for you. Find everything that you need for your solo travels at girlaboutheglobe.com and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.